I'm on an infinite plane. I'm on an infinite plane. Stay with the infinite gang. This is your IPS morning deprogram, and following this, we're all going to dive into the Discord server. So the link for the Discord server is at the site, infiniteplanesociety.com. Just look at the top. There's a number of buttons there, and you'll be able to jump right in, and we'll do a group voice chat, media deconstruction, shooting the breeze, whatever you want to talk about. It's all open, even debates. You know, we're not here to tell people what to think or to believe, but uh, really quite the opposite here. So um, I was just going through my Twitter feed, and this is interesting, because we've been talking about decodes and decoders, and this is not new. Uh, People have been, especially in the conspiracy fringe, looking at the media very suspect, and for a long time people have been, quote, decoding things, and we have too. It's there. There's a lot of interesting narrative. It's got various elements you could consider to be esoteric, psyops, perception management operations, and if you're not a complete fundamentalist about what you see on the screen, there's a lot to look into. Um, However, within the field of decoders, um, there are many people who may be finding legitimate code or patterns, but they attach it to a fallacious worldview, where they think it's all real. Like The predictive programming is going to lead to something, and it's showing us what's going to happen. It's like, no, they're not telegraphing mass casualty events in the movies. They're preparing you for events. These are propaganda movies disguised as entertainment. I said it before, entertainment is a side effect of the brainwashing. Entertainment is a substrate of mind control. The idea that they're predicting or foreshadowing future news is part of how this news bent system works. They bend the news by preparing you in advance to accept as inevitable their prefabricated narrative templates. So that having been said, uh, Mike Rothschild, who's one of my uh, favorite anti-conspiracy theorists, this guy is in denial of predictive programming itself. He says there's no such thing. These are all coincidences. And there are voluminous examples of what we're describing. And it goes beyond stuff in the past foreshadowing. We're talking about contemporaneous news events concurrent with Netflix releases. Many times. I mean, I I could go through a list of uh, dozens of them now, but the point of it is we have actually observed here what is standard operating procedure for propagandizing the masses through repetitive messaging. There's nothing mysterious. There's nothing coincidental. There's nothing even, you know, remotely tinfoil hat about pointing out the obvious. But someone like Mike Rothschild, the author of a number of books like Jewish Space Lasers and Q the Coming Storm, uh, people like him live in the box. 
they don't have the perspective to understand how vast and integrated this propaganda entertainment matrix is, what I call the PSYOP entertainment complex. So these individuals are very insulated. But, uh, so here's what he's doing today. QAnon is so desperate for deliverance, they're baking clues into the casting of Survivor. He doesn't explain why this matters, or what will happen because of it, only that it's not a coincidence. So there's this... Here it is. There's this uh, new contestant on Survivor, whose name is Q. And this is being talked about by the Q anons, because, of course, anything like this that confirms that the plan is still in effect and that they're still going to win, it gives them a little boost. You know, these are hopium addicts. They've been starved for anything. They're on a diet of mostly nothing burgers at this point. They have the figures of Bretharians. And so here they are, desperate for something, and there's a survivor, or a character on the show Survivor, named Q. He has 17, oh, he's one of 17 siblings. And Q, 17, of course, that's a big deal. It's in the 46th season. He's the fourth oldest, and Trump is the fourth child. Now, these are ridiculous, is what I'm saying. Like, okay, 17 Q, I get it. Could be a nod, maybe not. But they really get into this stuff these connections, which are a little specious, but Mark Burnett produced a survivor and he co-produced The Apprentice with Trump. So what is being suggested here when he says no coincidences? That somebody on the show Survivor named Q connected to some guy who knows Trump. Like, these are connections, no doubt. But um, are they coincidences? Yes, there are coincidences. When people say there are no coincidences, they're wrong. There are plenty of coincidences. There's a difference between a meaningful coincidence, uh, something that would suggest perhaps even uh, prefabrication or scripting, and then there are meaningless coincidences. There are attempts to create the appearance of meaning by grouping things together and ignoring the things that don't align. But this is typical of Q-Town, and truth reveal in general. And so what do we make of this? Not quite sure yet, other than it's another example of anti-conspiracy theorists being vindicated in pointing out that a lot of these people are just grasping at straws. And does it have any predictive value? That would be my question. Does it have any predictive value? Can you? Is something going to happen? Is this survivor character number seven, or seven with with 17 siblings, is he going to somehow in any way reveal something? Do we have to watch the show now? Very interesting. It's almost like, and it, actually it's exactly like going through Bible verses looking for proof the world's going to end. You know, there's a lot of bias confirmation. Alright, we are joined by Jean Francis, Let's Go, X322, Jungle Jim, Symbia, Auto Hoaxer. John Francis says, sports and Netflix is propaganda disguised as entertainment. News is propaganda disguised as news. I concur with that. Entertainment is really mind entrainment. And they're entraining you to the rhythm of their ups and downs, the news cycles. News cycles where they're acclimating you to basically 
being dished a worldview. You know, it's served to you. You're spoon-fed. Sometimes they just data dump it into your mind. But they maintain the separation between news, entertainment, and sports as though these are separate categories. And the people who think these are separate categories are the ones who are always going to remain in the box. Yeah, the non or nonsense. It's... Here's the thing. If it doesn't predict something, or if you think it's predicting something, and you've got all these hits, and you're like, yeah, this is, this is going down, and it doesn't happen, what are you supposed to do at that point? You're, you're supposed to examine your starting point, your conclusion, how it didn't line up, and figure out what went wrong. And I don't see any internal skepticism in Q-Town. And again, this is not new. None of these things are. But what we're, what we're kind of getting into here, I think, is uh, uh, the fact that people have been noticing predictive programming for a long time, and they just never really knew how to categorize it properly. And this decoding stuff, yeah, there are indicators, of course, of symbolism and, and weird subtexts, but these decoders are in the right place, I think, in some sense. At least they're skeptical of the mainstream version, but they're unskeptical of the alt versions, picking up boxes full of various Dramatria calculators, and you can convince yourself of anything. Okay, let's see. Moving on here. You know, the, the QAnoners also have been recycling old Q drops. And one more point. It has to do with this this fallacy that traps gamblers. And it has to do with this idea that it's, it's the gambler fallacy. And it has to do with the idea that let's say you flip a coin and you land on heads repeatedly. Heads, heads, heads. Thinking that, okay, well, the next one's got to be tails because it's been heads so many times. The idea, of course, is that there's no way it can keep flipping on heads. It's going to have to change really soon, and it's more likely to be so. But the odds are still 50-50. Just because you had a sequence of landing on heads doesn't mean it's more likely to be tails. But there is this bias, they call it the gambler's fallacy, to think that there's some kind of uh, balancing outcome at some point that it's going to um, somehow naturally balance itself out. Well, it doesn't quite work that way. The point of it is, the gambler's fallacy is like, okay, I've been wrong this many times, I'm going to be right soon. And I think with every failed prediction, when it comes to a doomsday prophecy, or the storm is coming, or JFK is coming back, every time it fails, it makes them think we're one step closer to it coming true. We keep guessing wrong, wrong, wrong. We can't be wrong all the time. Eventually, we're going to be right and then everybody's going to see. So they're actually hooked. They're hooked on that. And this is what hooks gamblers and gambling addicts to the slot machine. Sure, they lost money, and they keep losing money. With every pull of the lever, they ha have these high hopes, and the hopes get dashed. But eventually, you know, they've lost so many times, they have to win. So they just keep throwing money in. Bit of a sunken cost fallacy as well. But between sunken cost and this gambler's fallacy I, and a bit of the Texas sharpshooter, you can see how these internet profits are able to remain hooked. Hooked on a bad operating system. Alright, so we've been talking about Chinese space lasers, direct energy weapons, blasting people. Does anybody here think that soldier who incinerated himself 
was a crisis actor? Or was that real? I thought it was unbelievable. But it looked some, something like Game of Thrones level special effects. Definitely wasn't CGI. And then we have the Texas Panhandle on fire. It is, the, I believe, the biggest fire in recorded history there in Texas. And I don't think it's spreading, but I've already seen people connecting that again to direct energy weapons, which I don't believe exist. I don't believe in dues. It's one of the classic guardrails. 9-11 truthers were all about the direct energy weapons. And here's how it works. When they run some kind of an operation that they're blaming on climate chaos, because that's what I haven't even looked, but I guarantee the fire in the Texas panhandle is going to be blamed on climate change, on Republicans, on them not taking action because of um, their politics. A Smokehouse Creek fire in Texas. So um, I was just guessing that they're going to blame this on climate change. But the right wing, who don't believe in climate change, are going to blame it on direct energy weapons from China. Chinese space balloons zapping Texas. Or rather, Chinese balloons, I mean. They fake space with balloons, if you ask me. Look, you can look at this up. Uh, Loon X. Loon X was phased out because it wasn't making a profit. And then SpaceX shows up. Well, Loon X did everything that SpaceX's um, Starlink satellites claim to do. So when Musk bought Star or these these um, when he put these Starlink satellites up, I think what they really did is they just re-labeled the Loon X balloons, convinced people that it was orbiting satellites. But lately, there have been these stories of uh, balloons, likely from China. There's been um, some over California, I think it was Colorado. But anyway, I've already seen people on the conspiracy side, conspiracy side, the the Trutherville types, suggesting it was direct energy weapons. So what is it? Climate change or direct energy weapons? So my first search says climate change is raising Texas's already high wildfire risks. So already you can see it's climate change. Wildfires in Texas rage amidst climate change crisis. So it's Smoke House Creek. What is it? Is it a natural occurrence? Is it man-caused? Is it climate change? Is it direct energy weapons? Or something in between. But again, this is just another one of these bifurcated psyops. I'm going to lean towards um, suspending judgment until I have more information. But the direct energy weapon thing is just a classic guardrail. And it gives them, on the right, something to blame other than themselves. Because the whole climate change thing is actually scapegoating them. Lord Laney says, Burning flaming being reminds me of a phoenix. More imagery by the phoenix cult, maybe. Well, the burning man symbol correlates to the phoenix, correlates to Christ, phoenix, burning man. It even ties in to the the black rock symbolism. We've made, we've actually noticed these repeated themes, but the burning man thing is usually something of a signifier, I think. Like, for example, right before the lockdowns, you know, in 2019, you had that guy set himself on fire in front of the White House, and he had the USA shirt. And that one looked very fake. And TMZ was right there to record it. 
And it's good to know that should you find yourself in public on fire, spontaneously combusting, zapped by a Jewish space laser, no one's going to put you out. They're going to record you and put you on TikTok. That's just where people are at. And I don't think it's because they're apathetic or psychopathic or they don't care. I just think it's because nothing is more important or relevant than anything else. Like, what is keeping people up at night? Taylor Swift or Putin's nukes and his threats? Like, people are hooked onto the current thing. You know, I've described it like this. The world stage used to have a spotlight, and they point out what they want everyone to pay attention to. And they've shortened the public attention span, and they switched it from a spotlight to a laser pointer. And the public is like a cat. And Big Brother just points the laser pen, and people's heads just turn, they run, they are, they're always chasing this thing, and they can never actually get it. You can never actually figure it out, you can never actually get to the bottom of it. And by the time you try, they move the dot to the next spot. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. received a death threat, talked about this last night, had a reference to... Oswald, it said, how many lives will be ruined before the psychopath Donald is silenced? Lee Harvey Oswald's grandson must complete his contract. Of course, this was the letter covered in white powder sent to Donald Trump Jr. a few days ago. It looked fake, but notable here is the reference to Lee Harvey Oswald who again was brought up in the news when the quarterback of the 49ers was compared to Lee Harvey Oswald, which is really strange. It's also kind of rude. You know, I can understand pointing out somebody's resemblance to somebody, but if somebody has a resemblance to a character like that, I mean, imagine if he had looked like Ted Bundy. Hey, Brock Purdy, what do you think about this idea that you look like Ted Bundy? People are saying you look like this serial killer and uh, rapist. Like, it's a bad comparison, but... They compared him to Lee Harvey Oswald, and while it seems like it just seems random, non sequitur, I'm suggesting it was a deliberate placement of that character onto the world stage. They force meme the ideas they need you to have in your head. And this Lee Harvey Oswald specter has been lurking since the summer of 2022 at that 4th of July parade shooting with Robert Cremo obsessed with Oswald with the 47 tattooed on his head. It's been something that's building. It's building up, and it's been building up since then. Violet says, the Dune movie has the hands on fire in a box. I want to watch it. I've read a lot of these reviews about it, and it looks like it's a excellent movie. I haven't seen the first one. But the pain box, where he puts his hand in the pain box. I don't know if you remember, but during the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse trial, he had to put his hand in a box. And many people compared that scene to the Dune movie. Let's see if I can pull that up. You know, it was one of these strange scenes in the courthouse where Rittenhouse, who, um, you know, just turned 21 a couple months ago on the same day as Greta Thunberg, January 3rd. Just something indicative of either A, astrology being real or B that these characters are all created in the same cloning facility and they were yanked out of the vat on the same day uh, and it makes sense Kyle and Greta equally 
are representative of their sides. Okay, here we go. This is the first time I saw the judge have a defendant himself pull the names. Kyle Rittenhouse pulls numbers for jurors to be alternatives. Okay, this is Kyle Rittenhouse sticking his hand in a box. And this was at the trial for his public service. I mean, he did do a, a great public service. I mean, fake or real, you have to admit, you know, he did clean the streets up. Well, he got rid of a strangler, a burglar, and a, a child predator. And the lefties are all mad about it. They're all sad about it. Like, he, they killed JoJo. He killed JoJo, the uh, one that was shot first before he started running. And it's like, well, look, lefties, you're so sad about JoJo Rosenbaum killed by Rittenhouse. Take comfort in the fact that he died doing something that he loved, chasing a minor. All right, here you go. Dune, hand in the pain box. Kyle, hand in the pain box. Very interesting comparison. We've noted this before. Don't know exactly what the pain box is about, but uh, this just suggests there may be more to the story here. And I use the word story advisedly. Eric of Bear says, Climate change is a form of deceptive framing. Yes. it's It really comes down to a a political opinion and blaming the other side using it as a stalking horse to advance governmental controls to regulate the private sector under the false pretense that you're saving a planet that doesn't need to be saved if it's even a planet you know speaking of which there's a I think let me see if I can get his name I think it's Owen is it is a football player who said he doesn't believe in space. He's one of these draft prospects. Oh yeah, Tyler Owens. Tyler Owens. He's an NFL draft prospect. He doesn't believe in space. Daily Mail Online, NFL prospect Tyler Owens brazenly admits he doesn't, quote, believe in space or other planets. Now this is, to me, this is progress. I mean, I, I think it's ridiculous to assert you know that the world is flat if you don't have anything to back that up beyond non-belief. I mean, you can say, I don't know it to be a ball. Shape agnosticism, you can rest on. But saying space is fake is perfectly valid, and it's a, it's a, it's a defensible position to, to take, considering that our evidence from, from space or f for space really just consists of cartoons and artists' renditions. Yep, Tyler Owens admits he doesn't believe in space or other planets, Speaking to reporters at an NFL combine. Now, why is he talking to reporters about this? The Texas Tech defensive, who is a favorite to post the fastest time for the 40-yard dash, has asked, was asked about... Let me see. How do they even get into this conversation? Okay, well, anyway, he's 22. He says, I used to believe in the heliocentric thing, like we used to revolve around the sun and stuff. Then I saw the flat earth stuff and I was like, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know. It could be real. It could be bull. I don't know. Now, that's uh, that's uh, is also a very defensible statement. I don't know. And that's what I generally say. I don't know. But nor do you. You believe something that you've been told to believe. But do you know? And the answer is no, they don't. It's a leap of faith. So he's basically admitting agnosticism here. 
It's interesting, though, how these football players and MMA fighters were able to just get the world to pay attention to them by dropping the F-bomb. There's like no other conspiracy theory you can bring up that gets that kind of attention when it comes from a celebrity. And why is that? Are these all limited hangout operatives designed to publicly bring something up and then tear it down? Or is this individual really just... I'm not really sure. I can't tell what his agenda would be. In fact, Aaron Rodgers was just on Eddie Bravo. I've noticed that there's a kind of a correlation between conspiracy theory fringe and athletes that represent the toxic masculinity thing that's always under attack by the left. And the left, of course, is conspiracy phobic because they believe, of course, that they're not conspiracy theorists. And the term conspiracy theory, what does that even mean? You know, we're talking about subjective belief system versus subjective belief system. Mainstream and alt are equally based on conspiracy theory. But one of them just has been branded as the designated truth. Sort of like how TikTok was talking about labeling videos AI generated for people who couldn't tell the difference. And it's like, well, is that where we're at? Where they're going to have to start labeling something as real because the people who can't tell the difference need that. They need these little signs to tell them. And it's true. They do. We live in the desert of the designated real. It all looks fake. So the stuff that's real is the stuff they say is real. Okay, let's move on here. I'm going through my Twitter feed, just catching up on the last few hours. We had a long phone call last night. We discussed a number of things, really the the demo urge, what this place is, and what role media may have in perhaps occulting man's spiritual knowledge through material world deceptions as sort of a a layer that would preclude one accessing or even considering things outside of its box. You know, this idea is, is the universe meaningless or intrinsically meaningful? Are we spiritual beings having a physical experience or are we evolved apes with big egos trying to cope with meaninglessness? It's a long, interesting conversation. If you missed it, just go to ips.monster and check the latest archives. And we'll be taking calls every night now. And, and it'll be earlier as well. We're starting earlier in the evenings, like 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, Elon Musk posted this last night, and this goes right along with what he had said recently when he said he can't believe that people still think the news is real. It's like, why is Elon Musk talking like an auto-hoaxer? What is he doing here? Well, he posted this last night, quote, People who get their news from legacy TV live in a fake alternate reality. Who else out there is talking about news moving people into alternate realities? This is one of these things where we're not supposed to get meta. We're not supposed to think outside the box and look at these as models of reality, but we're supposed to just immerse ourselves in this stuff and believe it to be real. Like He's almost saying too much here, in my opinion. What's up, Mango Penguin? Says, nice to see you here during daylight hours. Yeah, the plan is IPS morning deprogram. It took me a little while to get started with my New Year's resolution, but morning run, I pass by the office, I'm here, 
and then we're jumping into the Discord server. And then later we'll take calls and discuss the daily bread and circuses. Alright, moving on. Looking at all these instances of people getting zapped by Chinese space lasers. Uh, Michael Letts brought this up last night and we are talking about all the X's. The next big thing. Next two things to look forward to. I would say let's look at 3-3. So in a couple of days, it's the 33rd anniversary of the Rodney King beating. And that may have some significance because Rodney King was in the news last year because of the Terry Nichols Rodney King-like beating and the subsequent activism involving Martin Luther King Jr. and his, well, his daughter and the Mason Temple where he gave his sermon before he died. Fascinating story if you go to last year and Terry Nichols and how it tied into they cloned Tyrone, Jamie Foxx. The idea that he was cloned was being promulgated before the movie came out in which he plays a role. You know, they cloned Tyrone. But all this stuff from Terry Nichols to the they, the, they cloned Tyrone and a number of these other psyops in between have all kind of reiterated a repeated theme having to do with this killing of a king ritual and the number 33. I talked about Rodney King was hit 33 times over the span of 1 minute and 19 seconds, for example. So I'm not sure exactly where it's leading, but just notable here that, remember last year, Trump was arrested on 4-4, which was the 55th anniversary of MLK's assassination. Not a coincidental association. And this is a story that's been building up. So Michael Letts here has noted, of course, that we have this incoming total solar eclipse, which creates the X over America. It started in August 2017, and now it's completed on 4-8. And this probably is not separate from the Class X solar flare that shut off AT&T last week. The Disease X, Twitter X, SpaceX, all these things are pointing at something. Now, what is that something? Well, it looks like there's a, a chance now for all these Dramitria prophets to prove themselves right and redeem themselves. I mean, what are we looking for on 4.8? Is it going to be a nothing burger? Or is it going to be the end? All right, let's move on here. Mango Penguin says, I hope everyone is doing better than those not doing so well. Autohoaxer says, Pope Elon hasn't realized he's faking space. Right, look, he, he's a free speech champion. He's fighting the woke. He's creating a platform where people can just speak their minds and all this stuff. He's like sort of a champion for many. But at the same time, he's faking space. And faking space isn't just about scamming people out of their money. I mean, Nasatology is a scammy space religion, like Scientology is. But it's not just about money and control it's it's um and that's largely a part of it i think is money and of course worldview control but i think faking space is also about controlling your mind setting the stage i think nasa's real purpose is mind control inner space they want to control your inner space so i look at someone like musk 
and he's part of the space program where they're selling you idealism, space communism as the ideal. He's selling you on, you know, various transhumanism agendas, things like Neuralink, digitizing your consciousness. So he has all kinds of things attached to him that make him seem like, yeah, he's on the side of freedom and liberation and the, the future is going to be steered by people like Musk. But in reality, if space is fake, then they're really just about controlling your concept of the world. And it's mind control. And it's not a coincidence that Musk is flooding low Earth orbit with all kinds of CubeSats. And he's, you know, being the richest person in the world, he's been criticized by those who say, why should someone, just because he has a lot of money, be allowed to litter space, to flood the zone with space junk? Because that's a very real threat. Well, it's, it's a real threat, according to the world stage model. I say real in quotes. The idea being that if we have collisions with space junk, and recently there was a near collision with some American and some Russian infrastructure up above, the collision of space junk would create something of an avalanche. They call it the Kessler syndrome. It would make Earth more or less unleavable. We would be surrounded by space junk in erratic patterns, satellites colliding into satellites. It just wouldn't be safe to leave. That's been one of these ideas for some time, is that we have to do something about space junk because it's going to lock us down. So I think it's notable that Musk is the leading source of space junk at the moment and the leading source of mind junk. Space is a commons. Low Earth orbit is a global commons. Everybody has to use it. And one rich guy has ruined it. Twitter, cyberspace commons for the whole world, and one guy took control of it and flooded it with mind junk, hate speech, banned memes, uh, bannable people. So if, this is all by design. Musk isn't there advocating for free speech. He's providing a pretext for people to say, we got to do something about free speech. we got to do something about rich people having too much money and too much influence. And so this is a parallel story being told. Mind junk and space junk, both from Musk. Tomanoid says, Civil War movie comes out on 4-12. Yes, directed by the guy who directed 28 Days Later about a rage virus. It's like a zombie movie, but it, it's based on rage. And it's kind of funny, because the movie starts out with these chimpanzees being tested. Kind of like Musk testing his Neuralink on chimpanzees. But you have these chimpanzees who are forced to watch the news in scenes of human violence. And this somehow allows the scientists to isolate and create a rage virus, which then gets spread to humans. And it's kind of funny to me because, of course, the monkeys would be, or the apes, the chimpanzees, whatever they were testing, would be reacting to fake news, but then internalizing it as real and becoming violent as a result. They were clockwork oranging these monkeys in reverse. But the director of that movie is the one who's directing the Civil War thing. And the relevance here is that while we've had all these zombie movies about viral outbreaks for such a long time, in reality now, they're trying to convince, or they've, they've convinced the public, that the real threat is the mind virus. They've made the leap. And they did this in 2020. 
they made the leap to say that the mind viruses are more dangerous. The non-belief of some people, the resistance to trusting the experts because of mind viruses they caught, and they continue to spread, making more people vulnerable to the plague. So they've already convinced the public that the mind virus is actually worse than the virus virus. Now you correlate the mind virus with hate speech, like that shooter uh, Robert Card at the bowling alley. They said he went into a Twitter bubble, and he came out with rage and an AR-15 and shoots up a bowling alley. So he caught a rage virus from the internet. I called that disease X. In fact, that's what I've been saying for some time, is that disease X isn't about a physical disease, but it's about the mind virus threat. And they've already convinced people that disease X is a thing, that you can catch hate, you can catch rage, and go on a, a killing spree. And that's what 28 Days Later, I think, was kind of foreshadowing. And that same director, of course, directed Civil War, which comes out here in a couple, um, in about a month and a week. Which means that if Civil War is going to happen here in America, of course, or they're going to start simulating it, it won't happen until mid-April. So you can go and relax right now. They never do predictive programming after the fact. Like, I was thinking, they're going to nuke us in 2023. They're going to they're gonna do something. But then I saw Oppenheimer was coming out in the summer. So it's like, well, it can't happen until after the summer. Tomanoid3 says, what about all these drones? They keep crashing on the moon. Surely this could mess up the gravitational whatever. Yeah, the Japanese one was called the Moon Sniper. Japanese satellite Moon Sniper wakes up on the lunar surface and I think that's one that landed upside down and look I know they show these ridiculous cartoons when these things land on the moon and I see everybody sharing them on X oh look this is fake and they're holding it up like it's some kind of a a win for them well no that's not supposed to be the lander on the moon they give you an animated simulation to correspond with what's happening so that everybody knows when to cheer. But a lot of people are just assuming that's the thing landing on the moon. It's a, it's a funny error to make. It's a false positive if you're trying to debunk moon landings to show their animation and say it's an animation. Like, no, that's an animation that they're telling you is an animation. But you have to tell people. You know, the Artemis mission was preceded by an, anim an animation of the mission. Like, so Artemis is going around the moon. It's like a 42-day journey or something but before they sent Artemis to the moon they had an animation and the animation was labeled as an animation why because the general public would think it was the real thing so they had to label it as such because the real thing looked exactly the same the Artemis was a 42 day uncrewed mission testing the capabilities of the new heavy space launch system, SLS. I think the SLS was like 322 feet high. This is where you find a lot of the interesting scripting codes and the symbolism. It's all within the space program. Artemis is the uh, corresponding Greek goddess. It should correspond to the Diana of the Roman pantheon. So Diana, Artemis, there's a strong correlation there. Interestingly, the Artemis rocket was cracked, and it was constantly delayed. NASA engineers found that the crack was on the insulating foam, not in the rocket structure itself. 
But they kept talking about this crack because it, because it was being postponed. They said, uh, postponed after hydrogen leak and crack. So Artemis, of course, like Diana, Huntress, Archer, Eros. So I looked at this thinking, okay, the crack, interestingly enough, could signify a broken arrow. And we were looking at this as possibly an indicator of the broken arrow scenario, which is code for a nuclear weapon missing, a disaster. And there have been 32 broken arrow incidents since they started keeping track of these things, and we're waiting for number 33. So I thought, well, maybe this could be an indicator of what's to come, the cracked Artemis broken arrow. And more recently, we were bringing up Artemis because of, of course, the significance of Taylor Swift's Princess Diana comparisons and her obsession with the number 13 and Diana crashing into the 13th pole. All of this connecting, of course, to lunar goddesses and their association with the number 13. Gorilla says, Psychic spies from China trying to steal your mind's elation and girls from Sweden dream of silver screens. If you want these kinds of dreams, it's Californication. What is that? Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's the album where they talk about space is created in the Hollywood basement. Okay, I see. There's some fascinating lyrics here. Plain Decoded says, 28 days later is a little bit viral now because you can't find it on any streaming service and hard copies are going for a thousand. I'll have to look at that movie again. Alright, moving on. Tomanoid says, Cillian Murphy was in 28 Days Later, Oppenheimer, Nolan's Batman, Scarecrow with the Fear Gas, Be Very Afraid. Christopher Nolan is the Kubrick of our day, in terms of metascriptors of note. He's got to be one of the top ones. And I think it's intriguing that in Dark Knight Rises, there's a scene that foreshadows 2020 where Batman tells his companion there, wear a mask. And he says, I don't need a mask. I'm not afraid. And Batman says, it's not for you. It's to protect the people you love. And then you know, he's quoting Fauci 10 years in advance. But then he hands the unmasked companion a smoke grenade that looks exactly like a COVID ball. And he says, count to five and throw it. So he counts to five, and he throws this thing, and it blows up with a mushroom cloud. Now, again, this is Christopher Nolan directing this. It has a foreshadowing of 2020, and then count to five and a mushroom cloud. This is years before Oppenheimer would have been on his list of movies to create. I don't think they were even talking about it yet. So Oppenheimer wasn't even in the picture. And yet later, of course, he directs Oppenheimer. But... Looking back at this, when Batman says, count to five, and then throw this, I'm thinking, well, maybe it's COVID, 2020, count five years, and then the nuke. In other words, next year, 2025. Just a guess. But that's Christopher Nolan with predictive programming, predicting that he would be involved with the mushroom cloud. And one more thing, when they filmed that movie, Oppenheimer, they didn't use CGI props. They used the real thing. They used dollhouses. And he said because they wanted to look realistic. It's kind of interesting. They wanted to be very realistic. 
and this is something I pointed out before that it seems like the public has been dumbed down visually by the replacement of synthetic props and models with pure CGI. In other words, they've taken the reality out of movies, and I think they did so on purpose, so that they could merge and blend real and fake, efface the difference so people can no longer tell. And then when they present something very realistic by comparison, it really stands out. So when they do fake a nuke, it's going to look realer than all the stuff that we've seen. It's always fascinating to watch these movies, like Moonfall, for example. Moonfall, directed by Roland Emmerich, the guy that gave us Independence Day. And when 9-11 happened, everybody's frame of reference was just like Independence Day. Sort of like everyone's frame of reference for every time there's something with the airplanes going down or internet blackouts. It's just like Leave the World Behind. It's their frame of reference. But Roland Emmerich's Moonfall movie, which you know came out a couple of years ago, we were actually um, breaking down these various movies, and they give you visuals, what they're doing in these movies. They're giving you visuals for like what's to come, more or less. they got to give you all of the things that you'll need to put it together in your own mind when they claim. Hold on, going through your comments here. Vanden Vanden says, Cillian Murphy was in 2005's Red Eye. It follows a hotel manager ensnared in an assassination plot by a terrorist while aboard a Red Eye flight to Miami. Haven't seen that one, but it is interesting to take a note of all these various actors and the roles they play with regard to this meta-scripted story because you'll find that they're kind of telling the same stories again and again. But anyway, uh, back to Roland Emmerich and and Moonfall, which was a ridiculous movie about basically the, the moon falling. And it has a number of nods, I think, to Kubrick that are probably interesting. But the main point of the story, I think, is just giving you the imagery of stuff falling from the sky, you know, preparing us for space junk and that kind of thing. You know, space junk and space wars, in order for it to be believable, they have to put it in the movies first. Didn't Nixon say that? The American public won't believe anything unless they've seen it on television first? I think that's pretty much how it works. Alright, going through your comments. Mango Penguin says, The lyrics to the song sounds like the quatrain from Nostradamus, but it's accurate. Quote, a plan for power moves to oppress excludes poverty sports success. Obliterates obstinance. It kind of does. You know, I was asked about Nostradamus recently. And I looked into it, finally. And it seems like Nostradamus predictions also rely upon the Texas sharpshooter fallacy. Which is basically having to do with the ability of the person claiming to make the prediction, having access to a lot of ammunition, and just fire and fire and fire, and then look for groupings, and then circle the target after the fact. Which is tricky, and it, it tricks a lot of people. It's not obvious, it's not always easy to see right through it. 
All right, let's move on here. We're going through my Twitter feed at IPS Insider. Now, Rambo said something interesting here. He said, instead of asking me, is this fake? I'm going to ask you, is this real? This is what I consider to be a valid question, and this is how people should be looking at things. Is this fake? Means that you're assuming it's real until proven fake. So what Seek the Truth 101 on Twitter said regarding this Burning Man, instead of me asking, is this fake? I'm going to ask you, is this real? That's the shifting of the burden of proof. You have to shift it to the media to prove it's real if they haven't provided sufficient evidence. And given that they are a pathological liar, it's a valid question. Are you lying to me again? But the people who share this media with the assumption it's real are actually carrying the media's burden of proof. That's why I call a lot of alt-media types propaganda mules. Why are you carrying all that? What's your incentive? You realize you don't have to carry that burden. You can drop it or hand it back to whoever gave it to you. So when somebody shows you something from the media and they purport it to be real and they ask you to tell them if it's real or fake, it's like, well, you have to be skeptical from the initial presentation. And it's perfectly fine to say, I don't have enough information. I don't know if this is real. Like, I'll say, I don't know. But I'll say, I don't know, but it's fakeable. It's attached to a political agenda. It's an extraordinary claim. Like, it checks all these boxes. And for those who don't follow the news skeptically and realize how much of it is enhanced with special effects, it may not even cross their mind that such a thing is fakeable. But look, burning men, people on fire, are fakeable. You know, special effects have done this for years. What isn't fakeable is the question now. What is it that they couldn't actually fake? And really, I, I don't think anything's off limits at this point. Like, I, like Musk has been talking about sending a million people to Mars. And I think we're at the point where they could easily put a million brainwashees into Hyperloop and send them to some deep underground Mars base in China where they think they're on Mars and they Hyperlooped there, but they're actually in a Mars simulation. And I think they would be fooled. I think we could have a generation of Martians and they could start having kids, Martian babies, and it's all under China. And they're just farming potatoes underground, thinking they're terraforming the surface, turning the skies blue for the next generation. Meanwhile, they're just slaves sold to China to pay off America's debt. All right, let's continue. Going through my Twitter feed just to catch up on the latest. People send me things all the time. And look, people are posting many examples of these special effects. And look, here's the thing. like It's like a magic show. When you're in the seat and you're looking at the magic show being performed in front of you, you will not be able to, if it's a good illusion, you'll not be able to tell how it's done. Like It will fool you. That's why you watch the magic shows, to be fooled. But you know it's a magic show, and it's all a trick. You're not under any kind of misconception that there's actually some kind of supernatural ha uh, events happening. But when people watch the news, they don't recognize that it's a magic show. I think that's it, it's a magic show, it's a reality TV show, but it's not a window to reality without a filter. 
And when you're more aware of the different tricks that the magician has, these things cease to amaze. And some of the special effects with simulating someone burning um, are impossible to see through. Like if you didn't already know. Yep, man sets himself on fire outside Israeli embassy in D.C. Okay, I'm catching up on comments. Anybody here going to go to the Discord server after? We'll be heading over to the Discord in about 10 minutes here. If you need the link, I will post it before we go. And we're going to just you know test it out and see what's on everybody's minds here. We have a lot more to talk about uh, later on this evening. We're just kind of glossing over things. Again, Elon Musk said, People who get their news from legacy TV live in a fake alternate reality. Why would they be doing this? In my opinion, I think what we're seeing is an attempt to take the talking points and the perspectives that you would need to look at news objectively as a world view forming filter because news is really selective and they ignore quite a bit and they only focus on things they think you need to focus on and they're operating with a number of presuppositions built upon an edifice of lies and if you're looking at news critically you're gonna see that the people on the left side live in a different universe a different reality than the people on the right these are alternate reality games and it's a bifurcated side war. You can choose your side, you can believe it, and everything will support your side. And reality isn't that fluid. In fact, it's not fluid. But it has the appearance of such, that you can just pick and choose what you want to believe. But my point of it is that the subjectivity, the subjective nature of media itself, is not something we're really supposed to know. We're not supposed to know how fake it all is, and how subjective it is, how interchangeable it is. So we talk about how the MSM reality puts you in a certain box and that if you go deeper into the conspiracy realm and you add on to those without subtracting any of the mainstream presuppositions, if you just accept that as basically true and add on to it, you go deeper into an alternate reality. You know, we've been talking about this for some time. I call it the screened reality and you step out of it, you look at it objectively, you can see that the world stage is a model. My point being, we're talking about this and we're describing this situation that we're in, that we're born into, and we're having to look at these things from this perspective. And the people on the world stage, the true believers, the people who are part of it, they never reference it as such. They don't have the overview. They're not supposed to. They're looking at their box from within their box. And it's super compartmentalized, meaning... People think that entertainment is separate from news, and anything that would suggest there's a connection is just a coincidence. So we are really engaging in some out-of-the-box thinking here. So then out of nowhere, Elon Musk says, with a laughing emoji, people still believe the news is real. Or here he says, people who get their news from legacy TV live in a fake alternate reality. So he's saying these things that are true. And he's making these valid statements, but it's being grafted onto everything else that he says. They're like co-opting in, 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 in a way 
co-opting ideas and then throwing it into their reality wood chipper. Sort of like the birds aren't real movement, which was totally fake, but it got all kinds of media attention. And birds aren't real is not, a, not only not a valid observation or conspiracy theory, it's nonsense, but it was started by students from Parkland in order to mock those who don't believe in mass school shootings. Gorilla says, please post the link. I am tech dumb. Uh, Symbia posted it. Just click the link and we'll go into the voice chat. Armin Ross says, these are perception-based virtual realities that you're talking about. Yes, because we, we all live in the same objective reality, but our internalized model of the worlds vary. We have our our perceptions that inform us about it, how it looks, how it feels, and all this stuff. But then you have your own augmentations, your experience, your beliefs about it, your phobias, fears, superstitions, misconceptions. But we have our own set of things we add on to it in order to enhance and improve our understanding of the world. So our internal model differs from the real thing, but it's not supposed to differ from it in a way that you would that would take you away from the real world. It's supposed to enhance it. So for example, you, you get educated to enhance your understanding of the world. You watch the news because you think this is edifying. I'm getting more information. It's enhancing my view of the world. But the problem is lies. Masquerading as truth. False world views. People being divorced from the real world where now they exist in an alternate reality where if that bad guy over there has a bad day, he pushes a red button and everybody dies. Or if you don't recycle these things, Gaia is going to do something to the poor people over here and they're going to blame you because you're the cause of their misfortune because you were born here. Like There's all these augmentations to the world that create illusions of scarcity where there isn't. It turns some people into scapegoats. It's a mess. It's an alternate reality game. If you go into the left-wing alt-reality game, you go into wokeism, where now you have somebody to blame for everything. And you can blame people today for what people that look like them from a few hundred years ago did. As though we all reincarnate in the same race. Which doesn't make any sense anyway. Prove to me that you weren't a slave in a past life or you weren't a slave owner in a past life. Like, prove to me that you don't owe me reparations or I don't... Like, how do you even say such a thing? Collective guilt. These are warped world views where you can hate a group of people based on something you saw through the box. So it's very much a mind-warping alternate reality game when you get into the fringe of the politics, left or right. You go into the right and suddenly you're afraid of serious clouds created by passing airplanes. Terrified of clouds. And resentful uh, and, and expressing condemnation for those who don't share your fear. So these are alternate reality games that are based on taking your internal concept of the world and altering it, which will then modify how you react in the real world. And what I'm looking for is, the, is what I would call cognitive harmony, meaning your internal world matches your external. If your internal world has been warped and turned into a war zone, well, now you have cognitive dissonance. There's a difference. And this explains why some people are triggered and agitated. I was at a Walmart last night, and I saw, or I heard, some MAGA walking around 
chanting, let's go Brandon. He's like, come on, let's go Brandon. He was trying to get a chant going in Walmart, thinking he could just go in and everybody would start chanting, let's go Brandon. Nobody did it. And when I looked, he had his hoodie over his face and nobody even cared enough to take their phone out. Like I thought, oh, you know, this could be a TikTokable moment. You know, some MAGA going off at a Walmart and it's just cringe, cringe entertainment. So I was like, I couldn't even bother. I didn't even have the energy to record this doofus. And then he raises his fist, like a solidarity fist, a communist fist, a BLM fist. MAGAs don't have that fist. They're supposed to do the AOK symbol. So he does the wrong thing. He raises his fist and he says, don't forget to vote for Donald Trump. It's like, you're not even getting paid to be an idiot like that. But I don't exist in his universe. In his universe, he's terrified of military-age men from other countries. Then, someone on the other side of the fence, they have the same set of conditions, they still see the same things, but they have a different interpretation. And they see him as working-age men. You see, what are they, working-age or military-age? Are they going to kill us, or are they going to add to the economy? Well, it depends on which reality you exist within. But the position from the auto-hoaxer, the skeptic, the off-world stage, unscreened mind, this position recognizes that the dominant worldview we've been given, left or right, does not align with the real thing. It's designed to put you into a state of cognitive dissonance, inner war. And I'm, I'm saying you can opt out of that conscientious objection cognitive harmony it's that simple just take uh, about six steps away from your screen socially distance yourself from media and I'm not saying head in the sand you know I'm not saying uh, tune out I'm saying if anything pay more attention be more informed but from the position of understanding that this is all just mind war and uh, it's not something to be specifically like emotionally entangled with as an activist. In other words, respond without reacting, which is what I'm doing. You know, you think I'm reactive or I'm triggered by anything? Like I'm hoping that they try to fake nuke us just because it'll make things that much more interesting because I have zero fear or concern about any of that stuff. All right, so we're heading over to Discord here, and then later today we're going to be live taking phone calls. This is IPS Morning D program for March 1st, 2024. This is Auto Hoax by Chief Crow and the Flat Earthworms. I'll put a link to this video. You will want to bookmark this one. Dream.